Hi, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Trisha Friedman. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. Today, it gives me great joy to bring you half of the dynamic duo behind the renowned podcast coming out with Lauren and Nicole. If you have yet to check out Coming Out Pod, this is a wonderful time of year to put that podcast into your feed. We are just days away from October 11th, which some of you may know is National Coming Out Day. I'll have a link over there in the show notes for you to learn more about Coming Out Day. Before we get into our conversation with Lauren, we have a bit of business to share. Hi, folks. I'm Jeff Udick, the founder of Shifting Schools and the co-host, along with Trisha, of the Shifting Schools podcast. If you are a fan of this show and a fan of Trisha's, you should check out Shifting Schools podcast. We drop a new episode every Monday. While you're at it, be sure to check out over 60 free guides and resources we have for educators on our website at shiftingschools.com. The link to the Shifting Schools free guides for educators as well as the Shifting Schools podcast will be over in the show notes. While you're there, you will be able to follow today's guest and of course, follow their incredible podcast, as well as check out a few resources that we discuss. Enjoy the show. Um, okay, hi, my name is Lauren Flans. Um, I am, I don't even know what I am anymore. Uh, writer, actor, podcaster, I guess that uh, it's grandiose ways of saying unemployed at the moment, <laughs> unemployed since the pandemic. Uh, previously I was an actor. Uh, I was on a few seasons of wild and out. I was on season two of another period. Um, I appear in butch pal for the straight gal, which you can see on the Roku channel. Um, that's very gay and very fun. Um, uh, I do the podcast coming out with Lauren and Nicole, which is why I'm here. Um, pet ownership. Yes, let's definitely. I have a small man who lives in my house named Piero. Um, he is a dachshund mix. He is my soulmate and life partner. <laughs> and I feel like uh, the, the other big part of my life is I uh, volunteer uh, as a facilitator for the LA LGBT Center. Um, and I do that every week. We switched to Zoom during the pandemic and it's been awesome. Um, so yeah, I've been doing that every week for, I mean, I've been doing it for like over five years, but I've been doing it every single week uh, since the pandemic, which is wonderful. And I love doing it. It's fantastic. I, I honestly, like I, I'm just going to be brutally honest. I was like bragging about getting to have you on the podcast. Oh, um, no, that's you know, nice. Like my, my very queer uh, WhatsApp groups, like I was in there just sort of like, can you believe it? It's like I've I've won the queer lottery today. Like I'm so, so overjoyed to have you, you here on the show. You are too kind. I love doing podcasts. Actors love to hear themselves talk. So this is uh, <laughs> this is as, as fun for me as it is for you. <laughs> it's not Perfect. worth it. Um, you know, as a listener and listeners of my show will definitely be familiar with your show, The Coming Out Pod that you mentioned. Uh, I, I have to say it's it's really not just a podcast. It is a community. It really has that community feel. I don't know if that was the vision when it first started or not. And I want to point listeners to some phenomenal resources that they may not, maybe, you know, they may already know your show, but they might not know if you go to the show's website, you have this great resources section. God, thank you so much for going there. I'm always like, am I doing this for nobody? So this is really validating right now. 
I, I love it. And I specifically, there's a lot of great stuff there, but I specifically would love to talk about the media list that you have curated. I love it has a mission statement, which is really cool. Um, and it's also a great resource. Listeners to this show are primarily in the realm of education, many of whom will be running GSAs and equity groups. And that media list is a wonderful resource, I think, for those clubs to dig into. So can you tell us a little bit more about um, you know, how that list came to be and, and why you believe in, in sharing it? Totally. Yes. I'm so thrilled to talk about it. And this is also good because I've been meaning to, I update it periodically, but I've been meaning to do like a huge update for forever. So this will inspire me. Hopefully by the time this episode is out, I will have gotten my ass into gear and updated it because the fact is at the time that I started it, there were like a good number of queer shows, but like even in just, I don't know, like I said, you know, five-ish, four years, there are so many more queer shows and movies out now and media which is unbelievable but it's like I need to constantly be updating the list which I never thought would happen so that's very exciting um basically yeah so the reason why it has a a mission statement and all that is because originally I created it for one of the groups I was facilitating for the LA LGBT Center which was the women's coming out workshop um and that group met uh once a week and it I always felt sort of like weird that it was like, you know, we'd have an hour and a half once a week and like talk about all these things and, and their deepest vulnerable feelings. And then I'd be like, okay, bye, good luck out in the world for the next six days. Like, and a lot of these women weren't out to anybody. Like the only time they were talking about the stuff was in the group. So I started thinking about how I could sort of potentially help them when they were outside of that hour and a half once a week um and that is what the podcast largely eventually came out of but um we it was like around the holidays and so we were going to have you know like a couple weeks break and I was like I'm gonna just like abandon them to the cis heteronormative wolves like let me try to put together a list um and in doing it I was reminded of like all the times not it's not like all the time but it was like more than once that someone was like yeah when I was first realizing that I might be queer like people recommended that I watch the L word and I watched it and it really freaked me out and then I stopped (laughs) watching it and I was like yeah that is said with good intent but like if you're just starting to come out I think that is like the worst media you can watch it's like all those women are so mean to each other they all need to be in therapy like it's just like it's a very intense show to watch if you're just at the very beginning (laughs) of your coming out journey so I was like let me try to put together a list of like gentle I think it's called like lighthearted, like won't make you cry like because there's a, a lot of movies like that a lot of us know about like like lost in delirium is that what it's called the piper paraba one where she spoiler alert jumps off the roof at the end like there's a lot of movies that all like lesbians know but i would definitely not recommend you watch them if you're just at the precipice because <laughs> they have very negative messaging <laughs> yeah. they're just like really intense so i wanted to put together a list that was like and like potentially characters who are also very early in their coming out journey so that people could relate to them rather than like below her mouth which I've never seen but which I hear is essentially softcore and listen 
I will watch softcore, like, you know, like, basically, like, Skinamax lesbian movies all the live long day, but I've been out for decades, (laughs) like, I don't think it's the same story if you're just coming out. So the list is made with love and made to uh, gently sort of ease people into (laughs) more, more positive, uh, representation (laughs) yeah i i hear you and i'm just pausing to make a note to make sure that the title of this episode is you know softcore all the live long day that's a great title Uh, for the episode that you just yeah i did say that i did say that you did no i'm Um, I'm just kidding but i you know i i think that's so important because you know often when i'm having conversations with educators that's the reality right like media narratives can be that initial entry point into just thinking about what does it mean to not, you know, to take yourself out of the heteronormative world, right? And L word, I think, as you say, is not necessarily the best entry point because I think, again, the the show's premise very much is like, okay, we're going to have some dialogue and then another sex scene. And there are other forms of media. And that that is so scary if you've never really thought about the idea like it's just like I heard from more than one person that it quote freaked them out and I was like of course it freaked you out it almost freaks me out like it's a very aggressive show (laughs) yes well and and even you know on pants pod I will listen to on occasion when they're they're talking back to like you know some of the milestones and there was even an actor on the show who said you know as they were reading through the script they were like wait what is going to happen huh um so I again I I love that that list because again I I really do think bringing that critical lens to who is this story by who is it for who is it with what is it saying about the queer experience um and I also I have watched you know every episode of the L word right but I I I think it's sort of um you know the the broader queer experience exactly yes thank you (laughs) like it's not an entry-level course if you're just (laughs) just figuring things out and I should also note that I do try and it's an ongoing effort to make it um, as diverse as possible because we're so fortunate that there is now um, a much wider berth of stories in terms of uh, backgrounds, um, uh, ethnicities, like it's so, and I am uh, a cis white lesbian. So I have to also, it forces me to broaden my horizons in the media that I consume and look at like, oh, Lauren, how come you know all of these shows uh, and movies about people that are just like you? Maybe you should work on that. And then I'm able to watch more stuff and and put it on the list. And so, yeah, I, I try as, as much as I can to to broaden the the you know horizons and i'm still actively working on that super super important and um thank you for making that that point um of course your podcast you are a co-host um and you've already had over 200 episodes which of course in the realm of podcasting is like infinity episodes i learned recently um dory clark uh, who identifies as a lesbian, big thought leader in the business world, had mentioned to me that most podcasts actually don't make it beyond five episodes, which uh, that's kind of like, you know, that's... Yeah, I could see that. Right? Um, so again, to, to have over 200, I'd love to hear a little bit more about just sort of the, the collaborative process that you have with your co-host. Um, and as you think back on that journey in co-hosting, 
uh, you know, have the two of you ever had to rethink the show's priorities or, or purpose? That's such a great question. Yeah. Um, I, when I wanted to start a podcast, which literally did come out of the group, I just mentioned the women's coming out group, because I, at one point, uh, Googled, I was like, there's gotta be a coming out podcast that I can recommend to them again for the other six days of the week where I was worried that they might be like flailing or, or that kind of thing. And I couldn't believe that there, I think I found like one, but again, it had done, you know, like 10 episodes. And then that was like years ago. And and it was defunct I guess so I was really surprised one didn't already exist and I was uh I was like I'm gonna make one but I know myself and I knew I wasn't gonna do it unless I was held accountable by a co-host because <laughs> I am a very I I I think collaborate I've never done stand-up but I did improv and sketch for many years that's like the best paradigm to like I'm not awesome at self motivation but if I have like a team or even just one other person with me it's like I will get shit done um and I also like as I said I'm a cis white lesbian so I wanted uh someone with a different experience did I also pick someone cis and white yes but this was a, this was several years ago so like we've we've learned and, and grown since then but uh, in asking Nicole, I thought it was really uh, important that, that she was bisexual because I was like, let me get someone with a different life experience uh, from me. And Nicole and I had met um, doing a reading of a very queer uh, play. Um, it was like a staged reading. And so we only, you know, were working on it for like two weeks or something, but we we clicked and we had like kept in touch a little bit and the center was looking for more volunteers. And I had reached out to her and been like, hey, do you think you might be interested in volunteering? And she was like, yeah, absolutely. And then it was like at her very first orientation session afterwards, I was like, also, do you maybe want to co-host a podcast with me? So it was very, like, we did not know each other super well, um, but I felt I'd watched her, some of her YouTube videos and stuff. And I just felt like she w would be a really good person to do, to do it with. And I think my instinct was correct. <laughs> um, um yeah and just so you would ask yeah about if we had like changed priorities at any point I think it was like I wouldn't say we changed priorities but we did get to a point with it kind of very shortly after a hundredth episode where we were like I don't remember how it came I think it was like the first time we had like almost a little like tiff this is a hot scoop I'm giving you. This is what I'm I was aiming very, for. All, yeah, this is what yeah, I was going for all along. The dirt, as <laughs> they say. Um, but basically, I'm like the least confrontational person in the world, which I'm sure is like my childhood and blah, blah, blah. But I like cannot, I cannot argue. I'm just like incapable of it. Um, so I'll just sort of like let things stew. But Nicole is the opposite. I mean, Nicole will like be like, you know not confrontational necessarily but she'll like talk about what the fuck is going on and so we things had been like a little weird for a little bit and then like something happened and basically like it was like we had just recorded something it wasn't an episode but it was like it was like a commercial or something like that and I got like a really long text from her where she was like I feel like this is it and, and I was like oh no we're having an argument it was like the most low-key version of an argument ever but I immediately freaked out because I'm not good at that but we, we were sort of talking about it 
over text because again I I can't I just get very like I freeze up when there's confrontation so we were talking about it over text and I was like I think part of this I think it's coming out of I've been feeling like you're maybe not necessarily as into the podcast lately and like that worries me and I didn't know how to talk about it and so we sort of had this honest moment where we're like we just hit over 100 episodes naturally we're we're thinking about things and she was like I feel like we maybe need to expand what our definition of coming out is like she's like look I don't want to stop telling coming out stories but I'd like to potentially expand that definition um and that was when we started talking about the idea of like, what does coming out really mean? Like, are there other kinds of coming out? We did an episode where like we came out again about stuff that was, uh, it was queer stuff, but it wasn't necessarily our exact like, like gender sexuality, but it was just stuff within the queer. I'm trying not to spoil it in case people want to listen to it, but I think the episode <laughs> is called Coming Out Again. Um, and then ever since then, we we started having guests back, which has been really fun because we talked about like, okay, we say coming out is a never ending journey. It's weird if we only have somebody on once and we know them personally and we know their life has changed. Like, why don't we invite them back on? And they can talk about like, oops, I thought I was this, turns out I'm this, like, or, or I knew I was this, I didn't know I was also this. So we brought that element to it, but we really just tried to make it a looser definition. We started doing kind of special episodes, like we did a whole episode discussing Dave Chappelle's Netflix special that was not awesome. Um, so we basically um, went from being a very clear cut this is what our podcast is to widening that definition so I think in that way we sort of reprioritized what we wanted to have the freedom to talk about which was a wider range of issues within the queer community um, and that's been a really cool change it's just felt a lot more freeing and then when we do like a very classic coming out story it feels like it feels like classic cookie and it, like it feels it feels like oh yeah like this is how we started it but we still have the freedom to do sort of like a, a wider range of stuff does that answer the the question i ramble a lot no absolutely um, it's making me think of i want to say it's sort of like episode 209 where we're, you know you're having a conversation about fertility and IVF and that Ooh, yeah that's a recent repeat. one that's a recent one and, and again that was a repeat yes. guest and I really did appreciate that because that's what I I get the sense from the show too is this idea that sometimes there is this myth that it's like you know you you've you've come out and then it's all taken care of but no you know in the queer experience there's you know multiple conversations that are had around lots of different topics and that episode um, it is just kind of one of my my personal favorites. Um, you know, I oh, I, I'm so glad. Yeah, it's a conversation that I don't see being had in a lot of different spaces. Um, and I just, yeah, I mean, super super vulnerable conversation. But um, yeah, I really exactly. appreciate that. Yes, yeah, and that was one where Valentina, who I I truly think she's one of she's just so she's so resilient. I really admire her a lot um and she had reached out and been like hey is this something you maybe 
be interested in me coming back to talk about. And and at times like that, I am so glad that we expanded the definition because I'd never want to be like, wow, that sounds really interesting, but it's not really a coming out story. So like, no, like, so I'm so glad that we are able to do that because it, it, anything that's like difficult to talk about is a form of coming out. Like it's coming out as having infertility issues. Like that is a coming out and it's so relevant for, for couples, you know, lesbian couples or, or same yeah it's just of course we would want to talk about that so yeah that's a great example and just you know again it reminds me of the power of podcasting you know a conversation like that that's archived can be shared um you know and you were talking about being somewhat conflict averse like i find sometimes when there's a difficult (laughs) or very much there's again another episode title for us um but it's that's such a great way if you need to or want to have a conversation about a topic uh you know it sometimes it's really useful to say hey you know i heard this in this conversation can you have a listen to this and then yes yeah maybe we and can people discuss. have told us they've they've used the podcast for that which makes me so happy like especially some of our our episodes that discuss uh polyamory i know that people have told us that they've used those to kind of give family members and be like hey here's normal people talking about this like it's not what you think like here's maybe (laughs) an example so yeah that's so powerful and it's you know part of the reason that i love that you've set your show up to be searchable by different keywords it just it makes you know exploring since you do have over 200 episodes um it makes it so much more accessible to go back and and look for earlier episodes or you know for folks who just really want to drill in on one topic of all the shows that you've produced i'm wondering if there's an episode that comes to your mind when you think oh actually i had no idea it was going to garner this response or this was an episode that seemed to really resonate with listeners that surprised you i i really love that you asked that and i i didn't mean to make a seamless segue and yet i have but i'd have to say well well, first off the cool thing is we get really beautiful messages and amazing feedback about like every you know what I mean it's like it's so cool what speaks to people and it's just like it's really really wonderful um to just always not like oh I mean we've done over 200 but like more often than not there will be like at least one person who's like hey this like really affected me and a lot of times it's because it's super similar to their own story which is so great because that's why we started the podcast is like we wanted people to to feel seen and like to hear stories that were similar to theirs um but as I just mentioned I think the most feedback we get is when we discuss polyamory which Hmm. I think is really having uh, a moment right now uh, in in society and that more people are talking about it more people seem to be exploring it and every time we have on a guest uh, who is poly and that's the main thing we're talking about or we've done several like I guess we'd call them like poly roundtables. We did like poly Thanksgiving where we had uh, uh, a couple who was poly, a solo polyamory guest, and then Nicole obviously talking about her experiences. And then I was there too. Um, But every time we have a poly focused episode, we get a lot of messages um, from folks who are either newly in that journey or thinking about going on that journey. Um, and then the other kind of genre that we get a ton of messages about are uh, bisexual women married to cis men. 
um, who are like, I feel really seen by this. Um, sometimes it's women who've always known that they were bi. Sometimes it's women who have recently discovered that they're bi and they're, and they're in a marriage with a cis man. But that, I think those are the two things that tend to, we tend to get the most messages about in terms of listeners uh, really, uh, yeah, resonating with them. That's fascinating. And I, I also just sort of want to thank you. I mean, as a listener, the other thing that I really appreciate about the show is the levity and joy that you Yay. both bring to it. I mean, I don't think there's a single episode that folks would listen to that goes without, you know, like laughter. Um, and I think that's that is my that is my driving force in life in general. And yeah, that I feel like that is my uh, job. Like anytime something's really heavy, I'm like, how can I make a joke? Which also has to do with, you know, my upbringing, fear of sitting in awkward moments, fear of confrontation. It's all one big circle. But I think in that respect, it's actually a, a really good quality. <laughs> I, am, I am glad that I am able to do that because I do think it's really important um, to have that element to, to something that can be really scary and yeah, and traumatic and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, again, just it's sort of like the the full spectrum of human emotion is um, is there in the show. So, listeners, again, all of the everything that we've talked about links will be over there in the show notes. You can follow the show. You can follow Lauren. You can check out that amazing media list that I referenced. Um, thank you again, and good luck to to both of you on you know the next two hundred or so episodes. I look oh my forward gosh. to following it. No pressure. Thank you so so much. No, I listen. I like I said, unemployed, so ready to ready to grind them out. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This is always really fun to talk about. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to the Be a Better Ally podcast. To learn more about the work I do, you can head over to allyed.org. That's a l l y e d.org.